0: And here we go. That's right. You're back in Reds line. And what do we got for you? A game salvaging. Well, they won a game so they didn't get swept. Let's put it that way. Congratulations. Take a bow, duck. You've done it. You didn't get swept in Oakland. I don't know if you should take that seriously or not, Duck. But anyways, what happened today? Tanner Roark, you uh, did a pretty good job today. Didn't allow any earned runs, but you didn't make it to seven. But you were at 93 pitches over six innings, so I will approve that. But Tanner Roark, you're still going on the bad things list, but it's more honorary more in jest. More joking. Wait, I feel like I've done this episode before. But you're getting closer to giving the Reds those seven innings they need. Last time out, six and two-thirds. This time out, six innings. But you were at 93 pitches, like I just said. So, great job by Tanner Roark. You'll probably be getting on the good things list, too. So... How'd the game start out with this Bissett guy or Bissett or Bissat? I don't know. But the guy pitched like in. Now, that guy, he did pitch into the seventh inning. And uh, the Reds were basically held scoreless uh, the last basically two-thirds of this game. So before you guys go get on your, uh, oh, everything's okay in Cincinnati. They uh, aren't. (laughs) So, what happened in the first inning? Well, it's pretty simple. Senzel struck out. And then uh, Suarez doubles. And then my main man, B-killer, light fixer, you know, whatever you want to call him, Derek Dietrich, you know, goes deep and hits a two-run home run to put the Reds up two to nothing. So, I mean... We've become a we've been coming accustomed to uh, Derek Dietrich just going off, and uh, that was his tenth home run. So he ended up tiring Suarez for the team lead. And uh, you go a couple more innings, and then and then third inning, Suarez hits his eleventh. Suarez had a pretty good day today. He'll be on the good things list. And the Reds ended up rolling three to nothing, basically. And uh, the Reds pitching staff did pretty good. Uh, basically a six-hit shutout for the Reds. Of course, they got no hit two days ago. So this really didn't even it out, but at least they didn't get swept. Uh, there's not much to really say in this game. Josh VanMeter grounded into a double play. Uh, was he even a starter today? Oh, they had him starting in left field. Could this team be ran more crazy? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, there is no reason for Peraza to be at second base and Josh Van Meter to be in left field. Van Meter's been the second baseman in AAA this entire... I don't even want to talk about it. I don't need to blow any blood vessels or aortas tonight. I mean, it. you just can't make it up. I don't know what the Reds are thinking. Um... Basically, maybe they're going to try and uh, develop uh, young players this way. He was a designated hitter last night. Tonight, he's in left field. They've used two different second basemen the last two nights. Peraza played left field last night. Why not just have Peraza in left field again and have Josh Van Meter play in second base the last two days? But I'm not going to just complain. Uh, that just a silliness. Uh, Russell Glacius got in a little trouble in the ninth inning, but ended up closing it out okay. Um, got his seventh save, but he's 0 for five with seven saves. I really think they got to bring in Craig Kimbrell because the guy his price is reportedly down to four years, fifty-two million. It's only thirteen million a year. I think the Reds got to do it, shorten this game down to Lorenzen, Iglesias, and Kimbrel, and that makes Iglesias uh, available. And I'm telling you, the way these relievers. At the deadline or moving, you know, cash in Iglesias. He, but the problem right now, he's 0-5. He's he's, he's 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 pretty hittable. He's, uh, I watched him in person last year, and he's uh, his stuff was electric. This year, he's kind of up in the zone a little bit, and he doesn't have a, the, the same amount. The velocity comes and goes. I mean, he still can throw 96, 97, 98, but he's just – it's just kind of being hittable this year when he leaves without over the plate. So, uh, yeah, the Reds won three to nothing. Tanner Roark, six innings, three hits, two walks, and only three Ks. He lowered his ERA down to 3.27. Now, Tanner Roark's a free agent after this year. And I, I will tell you what I believe the Oakland is a place that he should, he should go. Um, the Reds have no business re-signing the guy. I, even though I like Tanner Roark, uh, Oakland is a perfect ballpark for him. You know, uh, he didn't, like I said, he didn't strike out a lot. He struck out three batters over six innings, walked two guys, which he only needs to walk one or none, but, uh, two is kind of acceptable since it's Tanner Roark. Uh, like I said, he's becoming a valuable trade ship. That's what they need to do, trade him and Disco at the deadline. Hopefully they can get, you know, between four and six prospects where two of them are just blue chip. And when I say blue chip, I don't mean top 10 or top 20. I mean, I would like somebody 40 to 100 top MLB for one of each of them. And I know that's even a stretch. But the way the pitching market is this year, there's going to be one golden egg. Well, two. Zach Greenke and Bumgardner and maybe the Indians if they uh put Bauer and uh Kluber but Kluber got hurt so but he could still come back and well I'd have to look at that injury again cuz it wasn't his forearm so it just depends but Bauer could go on the uh on the uh trade deadline deal so those guys are going to bring in real big hauls. Now, Zach Greinke won't because his contract's so big. So he won't bring a big prospect haul, I don't think, because his salary so, uh, was such an albatross, basically. But Madison Bumgardner, he's probably going to bring a super blue chip prospect. You'll probably see teams like the Yankees want to pull off a deal for him, or maybe even the Astros. I could see the Astros going for Bumgardner uh even though they got good pitching but you never know who's going to be in the playoffs you don't ever know what's going to happen i believe that the reds need to be on in on jose urina uh he will make more money next year than the marlins want so i believe that the reds should be open to acquiring him and uh i mean that's the kind of guy you need to i don't want to be rude but you know we got a guy like van meter overachieving Trade him for Urina, and I'm I'm not I'm not against Van Meter, and if Van Meter becomes the next Joey Votto, I'm I'm not even gonna say I apologize. I'm just saying you gotta think outside the box. You gotta trade from depth, and right now the Reds don't know if he can play second base because they gotta play a designated hitter and left fielder. Way to go! Anyways, uh, oh by the way, more shift craziness. Uh, didn't really hurt the Reds today that bad, but. They won 3 to nothing. The Oakland Athletics were, you know, that's a big ballpark. And uh, just really tough to get something going if you don't have, like, your uh, big boppers going. They held Chapman uh, without a hilt today, which that's their Oakland Athletics third baseman. That was pretty good. Uh, but that Bissett, man, that, however he pronounce his name, I don't even care how to pronounce his name. Seven and two-thirds innings, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk. Oh, he struck out nine batters too. So, you know, he was he put on a pretty good performance today. But that ball that ballpark, man, it's just huge. So, uh, and that's another thing. Another well, that guy's better than you know. I I, I ran out of his numbers yesterday, and he was better than we all thought. I think his ERA probably went up today because I think his ERA was like two point one two or something. Uh, yesterday. Don't hold me to that. I'm I'm just going off memory, Dougie Baseball. I don't have my subscription to Baseball America out. I don't have any computer screens. I probably do need him to run the show more efficiently, but you know, I'm sorry, Dougie Baseball. Well, I'm really not sorry. But anyway, to make a long story short, which I hate saying that, let's get to the good things list. Number one on the good things list. I'm going to give it to Suarez. You hit your you hit your 11th home run. You were three for four with two doubles. Yeah, you got another double in, I think, the uh, top of the eighth. And then they couldn't score you, which they should have. But, uh, yeah, Suarez, number one on the good things list. Uh, three for four, two runs, and an RBI, no walk, struck out once. Uh, batting average is up to 242. Now, Suarez. You got to keep doing this, man. You can't get lost at the plate. And I know that cutter was kind of throwing you off the other day. But, uh, you just got to look like you care a little bit more at the plate, my friend. Because sometimes you're just up there and you, like, don't care. But today, when you get a hold of those baseballs, man, it's just it's just fun to watch you hit the, bu- the ball. But, uh, you know, this Suarez gets going. gets a little more out of the Tiger. You know, you can probably carry the team a little bit better. Uh... So, yeah, Suarez, you're number one on the good things list. Number two on the good things list, it's got to go to Tanner Rourke. Even though you didn't pitch seven innings, I got to tip my cap to you. Six innings of literally, what, three-hit baseball? Um, Even though you're in Oakland, no runs, no run runs, two walks, three Ks. You did have 93 pitches. Now, I know you had 93 pitches. No, he had 94 pitches, so... That still doesn't affect my world-famous, universally-known 99.7% of always being right. I just don't have a computer scheme in front of me, Dougie Baseball. I'm, You know, it's just everybody can't be as perfect as you and subtweet 58 times a day. It's just not possible. So anyways, but I guess that's why I'm 99.7% always right instead of 998 still, that didn't affect my 99.7 world famous always being ripe percentage. It it didn't at all. It didn't. It did not. I'm not in denial. It just didn't. So, who's number three on the good things list? Well, there's really no shortage of people here. I don't... Well, I gotta give it to Derek Dietrich, man. And by the way, they pinch hit him. Apparently, he can't hit against left-handers. Um, He was one for two. With a run and two RBIs, a walk and a strikeout. He's hitting two forty-seven, but he's OPS and over a thousand. I mean, ten home runs. This guy's well on his way to thirty plus. They're gonna have to keep him in the lineup the rest of the year. Um, in fact, I'd I'd probably be having him I'd probably be trying him in center field. But the Reds are addicted to this Jose Iglesias at shortstop. It's almost like I didn't get rid of Zach Cozart. Moment of silence. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways. Well, I keep saying anyways. Anyways. So, yeah. Derek Dietrich, number three on my good things list. You're, uh... And who the hell is complaining to the media in Cincinnati that Derek Dietrich is having too much fun. This is a child's game. They're getting paid millions of dollars. I'm glad they have fun. You know, are you are you the guy that complained when the NFL lifted the no celebrating in the end zone rule? I mean, shame on you. I mean, go cheer for a bunch of... You know who you need to go cheer for, man? You need to go cheer for, like... Uh, one of those teams that think they're too good for themselves or whatever. I I don't even know what team it is out there. Some real professional team that just acts like they're better than everybody else. Yeah, you need to be a Cardinals fan. That's what you need to do. You need to go down from Cincinnati, just go south to St. Louis and buy season tickets because, you know, the way you're acting, you know, you need a time card to check in and a time card to check out. That's no way to be a fan. You know, I might be. You know, people think I'm negative. I'm not. I love the Reds. I just call balls, balls, and strikes, strikes. And I got a better ball and strike percentage than these uh, umpires, man. They're way off this year. But let's get to the bad things list. Shall we, ladies and gentlemen? David Bell, I'm going to take you off the bad things list for today. Because you avoided a sweep. Now, I will tell you what. Your shifts are still stupid. They have no business being implemented against every player with a heartbeat. So, David Bell, you're still going on number one on the bad things list for those stupid-ass shifts. I shouldn't have said that, but I'm kind of stressed out right now, okay? I almost blew a blood vessel last night on this exact Reds Line game recap. You all were there, and it was over shifts. So I need to stop talking about shifts before something happens. Think good thoughts. Think good thoughts. Rainbows, Heather Locklear, rainbows, Heather Locklear, rainbows, Heather Locklears. You're feeling very warm. You're feeling very warm. You're feeling very warm. And before you guys think you're such, uh, you know, you're going to judge my show, that's a Wayne's World reference. So sit over there in the corner with your dunce hat on your little rock, Because you don't know pop culture. So anyways, yeah. Okay. So who gets number three on the bad things list? I got to give it to Tanner Roark, man. And I I know I skipped number two, but I can't put Tanner Roark number two. He gets honorary number three on the bad things list. Again, for I think the third or fourth straight week. Because he didn't go seven innings. And it isn't just, it is a joke. Everybody who knows me knows I am playing a little game here. It's between me and Tanner Roark. nobody else. Just me and you, Tanner. It's like two people on the same page, on the same wavelength. And it's an inside joke. But all the dense people on their rocks with their dunce hats that don't understand pop culture or Wayne's World references or movie quotes, they're not even here. They're under a Patrol Bridge, that's right So anyways Pretty good job Tonight Reds, even though I think the ballpark Helped you, couldn't keep in Dietrich, couldn't keep in Suarez Uh, Besides stupid shifts Congratulations David Bell, you avoided a sweep David Bell So Where do we go From here, well (laughs) Uh They're going down to San Francisco, you know, and uh, we're going to be able to see Luis Castillo and it's going to be that Derek Rodriguez again, man. Last time out, he was pretty good against the Reds. Uh, I just, uh, what did he do last time against the Reds? Let's just look up his line, shall we? Let's go to the game log and no, I don't have a computer. I'm looking at my phone. 5 innings. Oh, hey. I think he actually got uh, rocked a little bit. Hey, good thing Cincinnati. He gave up 8 runs in 5 innings last time out. So, they might have a hope. They might have a chance, but you guys remember the Reds did give did give up an 8 to nothing lead and ended up losing that game. So, uh, but I don't know if it was that game where that happened, but uh, I don't even really care. I mean, I care. It's just I'm not going to go look it up. So, uh, to make a long story short, (laughs) I said that again. Yeah, I think the Reds got his numbers. So, I'm going to chalk up. they probably get a win tomorrow. There's probably going to be a lot of home runs flying out of the park. Joey Votto will be in the lineup. Derek Dietrich will be in the lineup. And we can only hope that... uh, that game goes as well as, and I'll just look it up because I got it on my phone. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings on this. Yep, uh, the that was the game the Reds won 9-2, to two. so it wasn't the game that they coughed up that 8-run uh, lead. So, this should be good, the Reds should win tomorrow, and everything should be alright in the world. So, that is a very good thing and uh so hopefully the reds will be 17 and 22 after tomorrow they're sitting at 16 and 22 and they just can't get they just can't keep losing more games because they'll keep slipping away you know and it's going to be they got to get to 500 and uh at 16 and 22 they're 6 games under 500 they got to really win tomorrow and and pull within 5 as long as they're within 5 games of 500 and i know this sounds like, it's simpleton talk, but it's really not. It's just using simple numbers. Six minus one is five. But my point is, they if they lose tomorrow, they're seven games out, if that makes sense. And that's not good. That's getting closer to ten. They need to get between one and five, and that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I know you dunce people that live on rocks under bridges don't understand this show. And, uh, you're probably waiting to see if I I spelled your or their wrong. That's a podcast. There's no spelling, but that's how you live your life in the, uh, stratosphere of the internet, man. You guys are all grammar Nazis. So that's all I got to say about that. Anyways. So what can the reds do to improve? I told you, I think they need to bring in because they need to sign Craig Kimbrell and position themselves to cash in uh, Russell Glacius, Tanner Roark, Disco, Barnhart, and, you know, I I think they need to even put... I don't really think they should uh, trade Derek Dietrich, but if the guy's sitting there at you know, 25 home runs or something at the deadline and somebody offers you a pretty high-end prospect, and I'm not talking some Jose Peraza type or Dilson Herrera type that Duck Williams thinks is good. I'm talking like, you know, just something you cannot say no to, okay? I'm willing to listen on Derek Dietrich, uh, Scooter Jeanette's going to be back before you know it, but he's going to have very little value, and I'm not seeing anything bad about Scooter Jeanette. He's just not going to have the full season under his belt, and he's going to be a free agent, so what I hope the Reds can do is work out an extension with Scooter Jeanette this season. I hope he gets uh, I hope basically because of his love for Cincinnati and the fact that he was born there and grew up there basically that Scooter Jeanette Will feel comfortable enough we'll to sign a one-year extension with the Reds, go play another full season, and then maybe work on an extension. Give them a little bit more flexibility so they know what they're gonna do with this team. Thank goodness that Nick Senzel is no longer being considered a second base. But they probably have that in the back of their head. They're you know, it's just he needs to be a shortstop or third base. And I'm not saying trade Suarez, but what I'm trying to say is Derek Dietrich. If there's an opportunity to move him for a top upper echelon player, did I even get that out, echelon, uh, that's what they need to do. So, yeah, you got Tanner Roark, you got Disco. You need to be, if somebody needs a catcher, like if the Padres thinking they're a catcher away, Barnhart. Um, I'm just telling you, if the Yankees think that they need a glacius, you know you need to cash these guys in but i wouldn't trade Iglesias to the yankees unless they were giving up clint frazier and like you know their number one prospect because they totally uh they're still laughing at Walt jockery and duck williams over the aroldis chapman deal but i'm just trying to say people the Reds need to be prepared to trade some players like Russell Iglesias, not Russell. Who's now Russell Iglesias? he needs to be on the uh on the trade block for sure. But Jose Iglesias, like a team like the Yankees, you need you might need a shortstop or something. If a shortstop's needed for a playoff team that needs a defensive shortstop, they gotta be able to, the Reds have got to be able to cash this guy. Now is Jose Iglesias going to bring you back a top hundred prospect? No, he's not. But can he bring you back somebody that probably can make the major leagues? Yes. And I don't mean like some, you know, uh, Christopher negron type guy or you know, those other, you know, you remember when the Reds prospects only made it to the major leagues based on tenure? <laughs> oh, man, this organization has drafted so horribly since Walt Jocketty took over. It's not even funny. Now they're getting a little bit of more fruits of the labor draft, but they've just been drafting uh, higher than uh, they were back in the day when they were contending. And, uh, but that doesn't play along with it. You should have promoted and graduated uh, at least one or two starters and developed one starting pitcher uh, in all this time. And all you've got to show for it is Mally. So anyway, um, that's what I got to say. The Reds need to position themselves to cash in at this deadline. And uh, I believe step one is signing Craig Kimbrell to a three-year deal with a fourth-year player option. And that's what I think. So, what do you guys in Cincinnati think? What do you want to talk about? Do you think that the Reds are going to win tomorrow? I think they do. I think they got his number, Rodriguez, and I think they're going to rock him. Like I said, he gave up eight runs in five innings last time out. And, um, you know, the funny thing about this game is, the one thing I want you guys to remember about this game is, without two home runs, the Reds don't score anything. So it's a real dangerous position to be in. I did not like how the black, the end of this game went at, went down, because from the fourth to the ninth, they didn't score any runs, and so the offense is not fixed. They gotta fit. We gotta. They gotta figure it out. And what they really gotta do is um, find a way to put the ball in play more. I know that sounds really simple, but that's what they gotta do. So. From the Little Apple, all the way back to Red's country. Good night, Cincinnati.